0: It's August 8th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories today? China has announced more military drills in the seas and airspace around Taiwan, a day after the scheduled end of exercises launched in protest against U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit. China's Eastern Theater Command said today that it would conduct joint drills focusing on anti-submarine and sea assault operations. The duration and precise location of the latest drills were not yet known, but Taiwan has already eased flight restrictions near the six zones where China had carried out its previous exercises. China has also put an end to -to military-to-military talks with the United States in response to Pelosi's visit, increasing the risk of accidents and miscalculation. In my opinion, it's really unclear how this crisis will end. At any point, China could have claimed that the United States and Taiwan were effectively chastened, but the continuation of these drills is incredibly troubling. The U.S. needs to start transferring more weapons to Taiwan and taking further steps to secure our semiconductor supply chain because while a full invasion of Taiwan by China is unlikely right now, it's only a matter of time. A ceasefire between Israel and Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip appears to be holding. The Egyptian brokered truce followed three days of violence with Israel targeting the Palestinian Islamic Jihad and militants firing rockets into Israel. At least 44 Palestinians died in the most serious flare-up since an 11-day conflict in May 2021. The latest violence began with attacks by Israel on sites in the Gaza Strip, which its military said was in response to threats from a militant group. Today, Israel began lifting its blockade of the Strip, allowing the first fuel tanks to enter. Humanitarian aid has also resumed. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres described recent artillery and rocket fire around the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in central Ukraine as suicidal, further adding to fears of an accident at the plant, which is the largest of its kind in Europe. Yesterday, Ukraine's state energy company, Intergoatom, said that one worker was injured by Russian shelling around the plant on Saturday. Intergoatom claimed that three radiation monitoring sensors were also damaged, saying timely detection and response in case of aggravation of the radiation situation or leakage of radiation from spent nuclear fuel casks are currently impossible. This time, a nuclear catastrophe was miraculously avoided, but miracles cannot last forever, the company added. Elsewhere, Chad's military leader, Mahamat Idris Dabi has signed a peace deal with more than 40 opposition groups aimed at paving the way for a national dialogue later in August. The agreement was signed in Doha after months of mediation by Qatar but the main rebel group, the Front for Change and Concord in Chad, refused to sign the deal. It had insisted Mr. DeBee excludes himself from elections. DeBee took over the leadership of the country last year after his father, Idris DeBee, died while on the front line fighting rebels. Elections are due to take place in October. Yesterday, The Rhine River was measured to be down by more than one and a half feet, causing headaches for the shipping industry in Germany. Energy companies are already warning of reduced output at coal-fired power plants due to problems transporting coal along the river. In 2020, Researchers from the Kiel Institute for the World Economy said that a month of low water on the Rhine would shave about 1% off German industrial output. Every year, upwards of 300 million tons of goods are shipped along the Rhine, between Basel, where Switzerland, Germany, and France meet, and the North Sea. Some 80% of all waterborne freight within Germany is carried on the Rhine. China pledged yesterday to support Bangladesh in repatriating thousands of Rohingya refugees to Myanmar. More than a million Rohingya Muslim refugees live in camps in Bangladesh, having fled persecution in Buddhist-majority Myanmar, mostly in 2017. Beijing has already constructed about 3,000 houses in Myanmar's Rakhine state, For prospective Rohingya returnees, Bangladeshi Foreign Minister A.K. abdul Momen said, he added that China will also arrange initial food support for the repatriated refugees, and that we must thank China that they agreed to do that. China has previously attempted to repatriate Rohingya refugees in Bangladesh, but those attempts failed as the Rohingya refugees rejected the move fearing a re-emergence of the violence that forced them to flee. These fears have only been exacerbated by the military coup in Myanmar last year. Colombia's first leftist president was sworn into office yesterday, promising to fight inequality and bring peace to a country long haunted by bloody feuds between the government, drug traffickers, and rebel groups. In his inaugural speech, Gustavo Petro said Colombia was getting a second chance to tackle violence and poverty and promised that his government would implement economic policies that seek to end long-standing inequalities and ensure solidarity with the nation's most vulnerable. Petro is part of a growing group of leftist politicians and political outsiders who have been winning elections in Latin America since the pandemic broke out, and hurt incumbents who struggled with its economic aftershocks. The ex-Rebel's victory was also exceptional for Colombia, where voters have historically been reluctant to back leftist politicians who are often accused of being soft on crime or allied with guerrillas. Read a full rundown of Petro's ambitious agenda in the Associated Press. In lighter news, you just can't keep a good goat down. Last week, a goat made a dash through downtown Cartagena in Spain and was eventually captured after breaking into a jewelry store. The goat was taken to a nearby farm where authorities attempted to find the owner. The goat, however, was undeterred, escaping from the farm after spending less than 24 hours there. He has since been recaptured. However, it is only a matter of time before the goat is back on the lam. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, Chris and I spoke with David Sachs of the Council on Foreign Relations about China and Taiwan go to the dsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.